Welcome, it's the weekend. You're with Team Superdad and that can only mean one thing. Yes, it's time for the wrap-up. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Yo, good morning, good morning. It's Saturday, uh, wide awake. Uh, <laughs> I used to know that theme tune on it. It's Saturday. It's good to know awake. you're ready and you're wide awake. So come on up and get to go. Uh, it's Saturday, there's no school today. So what are you going to do? And there's no excuse to stay in bed. We're waiting here for you. So <laughs> what? wake up. <laughs> us. Uh... <laughs> Did I tell you, I met Timmy Mallet. Yeah, you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. You said he was oh, yeah, yeah. mad as you'd hate he is. <laughs> but still, so far, scandal-free. Yeah, thankfully. Um, who, of all the Jimmy Savile stuff, the most disappointed was uh, Rolf Harris. You know, I mean, when you, when you look back on it, you're like, okay, yeah, probably was. But, you know, you're kind of like, oh, you can't even mention Rolf. It's like... Do you know what it is yet? Like Rolf, Rolf was, it seemed was okay with Rolf, but now you can't mention no, that. When you said that, I thought you were saying you were talking about the most disappointed in it. And I was thinking, what is that? Because, because Rolf had carved out a niche for himself and he'd, he'd come <laughs> up with a brand and he thought Jimmy was stepping on his toes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no. I tell you what, I didn't expect us to start off with this sort of discussion. No, a pedophile chat. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Saturday Rolf, morning. Rolf Harris. Went down, and took them, took them all down. It's like the Titanic; they all went down. So, um, <laughs> welcome to the Team Superdad wrap up. You're here with myself, Johnny Jensen, creator of the Team Superdad community, founder of the Hero Academy. Uh, we are dads, modern dads, creating our best lives ever. And joining us, joining us every week on the wrap up is someone who I was so excited to delighted even to meet, and then became excited to know Glenn, a dating dad of Twitter fame. And uh, generally pops up on TV. Uh, <laughs> anyone will have him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually had um, someone who joined the company, the company I worked for recently. Um, she was responsible for for doing some bio work for me and doing some writing for me. And so when she was doing her research, she started stumbling across my other life. And I'm, when she said, you're very active on Twitter, I've got two Twitter accounts. I've got a work one and uh, a, a me, a fun one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was very worried that, that those two streams had crossed because oh. you know what they say when you cross streams, you know, it could be basically end of the world stuff. Yeah. Cats and dogs living together. That's hysteria. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it worked out all right. It worked out all right. Well, in the realms so of hysteria, I'm wearing for those people not watching the live stream. Um, I'm wearing my Tottenham shirt today, which uh, is, is, is probably a clanger. You know, you're going to get, get yourself uh, in a lot of trouble, upset any Arsenal or Chelsea fans who might be watching or listening. But uh, Spurs you are playing. Like- it, it, in my house, we don't we don't use the A word because they are they are Woolwich. They are the Woolwich Arsenal. That is their official name. They're a South London franchise, and so we only refer to them as Woolwich, and always will. Okay, good. Well. We'll adopt that here on the, on the, on the, <laughs> um, all fans are welcome. All fans are welcome. We, we, uh, so yeah, so, so, you know, what can, can, can dads wear their football, football kit? I'll tell, I'll tell you actually why I did get changed quickly. Cause I've just been out on my, on my bike and I was going to get in the shower and, uh, and then I was like, no, actually, no, I haven't got time for that. So I just went in the drawer and I was like, I know I'm going to put my, put my Tottenham shirt on just for, just for kicks. Um, because if that subject does come up, can, can dads, wear uh, a replica kit <laughs> oh i do and, and because if i don't then we lose yeah you must have you must have superstitions like that where you have to wear a certain kit to certain types of match well we have no red on match day no yes, 100 yeah, yeah. No red is allowed not even it can't be in your pants it can't be like red socks it's like no red on match mm-hmm. day and my kids know it I know uh, uh, my ex-wife uh, used to flip in like, seriously, you're going to change him? And like, <laughs> like it's a man, isn't it? You put red trousers on him. <laughs> so she just look at me going, what the hell? It's, it's, it's bizarre because I'm, I'm, I'm a rational human being and I'm sure you are as well. I know intellectually speaking, this does nothing. It, it, it's not going to change the course of the world or in any way, shape or form. Yet I also know that if we don't do it, it's on me. Yes, if I wear red and Spurs lose, it is without doubt mm-hmm. 
something to do with me. And 100% not, confirmation bias, but <laughs> I'm not risking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, some, some, uh, so some, some fans go the whole hog. They were so not, they're like, I don't, I don't wear red, don't wear red, you know, ever. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I look quite good in red. Oh, here's a funny one. Um, my brother, uh, his wife is a Man United, Man United fan. So mm-hmm. he took her to Spurs Man United at White Hart Lane, right? Mm-hmm. Now, her coat is red. So it wasn't like she wore a red coat on purpose, but it just so happened that her winter nice warm coat was red. Yeah. So... <laughs> When we get there, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? It wasn't like a, a ski coat with a bit of red around the collar. It was it was like one of those Chelsea pensioner red coats. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And of course, then top, uh, whoever, whatever, I can't remember whatever, but uh, it, was a, it was a dicey you know, hour and a half of, of, of mm. our lives. Yeah. <laughs> But you were on your bike. You were on your bike then. Yeah. So uh, before we get into that, by the way, dads, I can see loads of us listening. Actually, this is great. We've got a couple of comments coming in. Um, uh, Andy Arter says, "Great shirt, Andy. Good to have Andy on." Andy, actually, he lives. Uh, he's he's always been from up round uh, Tottenham, you know, area. And uh, good man, as a former Walthamstow boy, I fully approve of where he lives. Yeah. He uh he he does he does the whole thing where he helps out with the youth and has like yeah, cool, cool. kids live there and stuff. He's a great 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 guy, really top top bloke, awesome awesome. Andy, good morning to you. And then we have another one here, Mister Facebook user. I wear ice hockey shirts all the time. Well, I'm, I'm guessing that is someone from America who's up in the middle of the night or has some kind of American connection. Oh, you say that? It could be oh. Jimmy. Jimmy's from Jimmy's Swedish, so they play a lot of ice hockey. I'm, I'm guessing that's Jimmy. Good morning. So you what? I love ice hockey. I used to go as a kid. Um, I could never play. You know, I only used to do when I visit my dad. We used to support, uh, and this is their real name, the Basingstoke Beavers. Um, and so I'd go and see them play every every few weeks. Um, and I'm going to start taking my kids to go and when it opens up as a team. I think it's Gillingham. Um, there's a team up yeah, there yeah. that I'm going to start actually going and taking them to see. And I just, the kids are going to absolutely love it. It's one of the best sports on the planet. So if you haven't been, make sure you go. And it's pretty cheap as well. Dude, I'm, I'm coming with, we're coming. The team Jensen are coming with team Osco to the Gillingham, um, the Gillingham fannies. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm sure that's the unofficial name. <laughs> They've all got euphemisms for vaginas as they, <laughs> and no one realized <laughs> it was just a big, a big wind up between the, uh, the ice hockey uh, team owners of, of the UK decided. To, <laughs> their, their name is actually the Invicta Dynamos. Oh, the Invicta Dynamos. That's a posh name that is, which oh. is very unbecoming of, of uh, the regions of Kent. Yeah, yeah. But- and Jimmy, who is uh, one of the Team Superdad community members, quite often see him commenting, uh, he said he's coming. So Jimmy's from Sweden. And uh, he says, when we, when we go, oh, look, here we go. So if you are watching, listening, you can't, uh, to be honest, if you're listening, you can't do this. But if you're watching, uh, you can join in the comments just by commenting. Uh, we are live on Facebook, LinkedIn. We are, we're definitely crossing the streams uh, as well. streaming <laughs> this onto LinkedIn, guys. But it's the weekend. We are, we're basically, we're Ant and Deck today, um, uh, Glenn. It's so you, know, you do realise they always stand in that order, Ant and Deck. So on screen at the moment, I'm on the left of my screen. So that makes me Ant and that makes you Deck. Yeah, well, I, who, I think apart from my hairline, I would say you do have a bigger forehead. Which uh, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that, uh, yeah. and and more of a drinking problem. <laughs> 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 oh, I, knew, I could go there on that subject. Um, he left, so him and his wife they had a, they had a shocking breakup. Did they? they? They were fully acrimonious for 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 quite a while, but um. She was a bit of a pie, to be honest. I, I didn't. didn't uh, uh, <laughs> Andy, says, Andy says, my aunt <laughs> follows the Sunderland match. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, their real name. We don't, it's, it's confirmed. The Sunderland ice hockey team are called the Sunderland match. So uh, 
so so this isn't very PC or whatever. But do you remember at, at Tottenham, the, the Spurs fans used to say, uh, seeing about Ian Wright, who's got a big fat wife, who's got a big fat wife, Ian Wright, Ian Wright, he's got a big fat wife. <laughs> do you remember that song? Oh, so I, I I don't know. I actually only started um, going uh, with a season ticket from about 2007 onwards. Oh, okay. So, so I'd go to the I'd go to some games. Mostly, I'd go to the away games. My first my first Spurs game was actually away at Main Road when we were in the FA Cup and we beat them. But there was a, a pitch invasion and a bit of a riot. Um, we we were sitting in the away end in the like the family stand. Yeah, um, and we were only kids at the time. And my little brother, um, he, he, we, we, we scored. Well, they scored, then we scored, and we scored again. Um, and then we were, we were winning. You could see these bunch of no-neck sort of muscle faces sitting in front of us, getting more and more angry at their team. One of them went off to the toilet, came back, we scored, came back in. My little idiot brother totally innocently tapped him on the shoulder um, and was like, excuse me, just one to, you know, why, why were you in the toilet? We, we scored another goal, so now we're winning by more. Um, and this guy turned around and started giving us a volley of abuse it, to the point where we had to leave just as the riots were started. I'm pretty sure my little brother started that pitch invasion. <laughs> so, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time he's caused trouble. No. Well, did I ever tell you the story about when I derailed a train at a family barbecue summer, like summer garden party? You derailed a train? Yeah, we're not talking so, like a train of conversation or something. No, no, like this is this is a. Uh, so I'll tell, I'll tell you the whole story, right? So my dad's friend uh, was like a train enthusiast, yeah, and uh, so he, in his garden, massive garden, like a couple of acres, kind of thing. He had a, a replica train on tracks with a flipping. I'm pretty sure it was electric and not steam, but the thing looked like a steam engine, and then it had mm-hmm. carriages behind it. Two of them were kind of closed in with doors and one of them, the third one, was open, just like an open thing with, with benches in. And so it's a barbecue. So there's like probably 50, 60 families there, kids. You couldn't get adults in this thing. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't big enough. So the thing's got like 20 or 30 kids in it. So it's going round and round. Now I'm on it, right, and I'm, 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 it's kind of fun. But after a while, just going round and round on the train, right? So <laughs> I've noticed we keep going past this lever. Yeah. So oh god. As we go past, I I just lean over and flick the lever without a thought as to what the lever does. Of course. Yeah, because there's, there's always random levers by railways that do nothing, isn't there? <laughs> it was the points. It was the, <laughs> it was the <laughs> points right so the so the so the train and the first carriage that i'm on has gone over the the points i flick the lever which now sends the the changes the track back into the the side and the back two carriages completely derail right (laughs) instant pandemonium because all the parents are over kind of by the barbecue and the buffet Mm -hmm. it's it's not buckingham palace but it is kind of a, a summer party like the annual you know Bob Jones summer party, whatever. And now there are parents running like oh, kids screaming, crying. Like in your in your mind, it looks like a a, a flipping Clapham Common train disaster and a Clapham Junction train disaster. So I'm thinking I've got away with this, and I thought that no one knew that I'd done it for like twenty, no more, like thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, about five years ago, we. We uh, was with my dad, and he, and he goes, he goes, you, I know you did that, you, you little fucker. <laughs> How did you know I did that? What are you talking about? He said, him and his best mate Dicky were standing there with their beers, watched the whole thing happen, and as every single other person ran towards the thing, there was one person walking casually away from the incident. <laughs> <laughs> which was me and it, 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 as he tells it like him and dickie decided he goes well i know who bloody did that <laughs> <laughs> oh mate it sounds like a, a, the, the most british version of a tom cruise moment where he's walking away with an explosion and he's in the background putting his sunglasses on yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned Buckingham Palace in there. Of course, Buckingham Palace has had a, a bit of bad news this week, haven't they? I know. Prince Philip. R.I.P. Oh, gutted to be two months away from your 100th birthday. It was 
Yeah, 99, finishing one shot of his century. He's got to be disappointed on the way back to the pavilion, hasn't he? I know. At my school, I went to a private school for a couple of years. When you got 100, you got a cricket bat. 50, mm-hmm. you got cricket ball for 50, a cricket bat at 100. Um, he would, he would, of course, as well as a birthday card from his wife, he would have got a letter from her as well, congratulating him on his... Well, yeah, but only if you apply for it. You know, you have to, you have to apply for those things. You don't just automatically get them. Oh, I thought that was, I thought they came with a trumpet and like, so. well, no, I, I, I do reckon he's the sort of person who would have applied and he would have asked it to, to happen. Yeah. Just for the Jakes. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast, yeah. Over, boiled egg and open the letter. Just for our foreign, uh, non UK listeners if, in the UK, if you reach a hundred, when you reach a hundred, you can get a letter from the queen, from HRH, uh, Elizabeth, uh, what's this? What, Windsor. They, Windsor you, have to say yeah, yeah. you have to say it properly, don't you? You have to Regina's or something like that. If you write to the Queen, you have to, you have to, you can't just say, Dear Liz. <laughs> you, you can say what you want, whether she replies or not. Is, oh, yeah, it, sure. is something else? If you want a proper reply, you have to address it properly. Uh, yeah. So, 90. I say, the royal family are, are, are pretty chill. Um, so, I've, I've talked about you know, garden parties and things like that. Um, I went to uh so uh, the charity i used to work for it was it wasn't philip it was his daughter Anne. she was our patron yeah. um and so she uh we, we were doing some sort of celebration of the the age of the charity and she said oh oh, oh i know what we should do um dinner at one of mummy's houses uh she literally went in the office one day and she was chatting like that um and so yeah me and i don't know 10 15 of us ended up going for uh, a nice dinner at buckingham palace um, and you have drinks on the, the room, you know, the balcony where they do the waving and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you have drinks and walk down the corridor. Uh, and then you have this, this, this amazing meal. And you've got for every one person, for every two people, there's a butler. And so there's someone behind constantly just doing these things and pouring wines. And the course after the course, it was, oh, I wasn't an aging. It was David Dimbleby. He was our president and he was retiring. So I was doing the after dinner speech. Dude, um, is- it, it was yeah, pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, because I, I met him loads and well, through charity stuff. Um, so, yeah, he was retiring. So they'd asked me to do the speeches for after that. So I had um, HRH, and one's, uh, HRH and David on one side and then CEOs and whatever's on the other. Um, and But some of the people around the table were Americans. And, of course, for me, the deal was planned and prepped and wine and everything like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good Pokemon boy. Well done. Sorry, my son's here and putting big thumbs up and he's, uh, I don't know quite what he wants, but. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so these Americans, they were saying, hey, 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 buddy, hey, buddy, can I? And I could, that, and my, my accent isn't as good as yours. Uh, but they asked for Diet Coke. He said, Diet Coke, sir. Um, you do realise, uh, I just wanted to be sure because the, the meals have been intricately prepared and the wines match the courses. And he said, no, 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 I want, I want a Diet Coke. So, no problem, <laughs> sir. And this butler's kind of left. And then 10 minutes later, he's come back and, and poured this Diet Coke. And goes, hey, yeah, I hope that wasn't any trouble for you. He says, no problem at all, sir. I merely had to leave my station, uh, walk down the corridor, down the stairs, um, through the second corridor, down the third stairs, uh, out through the courtyard, across the courtyard, into the uh, outer west wing, uh, down through the stairs, into the cellar, into the pantry, select your, your, your beverage, and then return, sir. No problem at all, sir. And you can see just <laughs> we're straight over the American's head. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, good. But, but in his mind, he's just in a diner. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah he just doesn't. You, you're in Buckingham Palace, man. This is royalty. <laughs> but the royals are lovely. They're really, really nice. And and as much as they are kind of not exactly in touch with the average Joe, they're not going to be coming down the Invicta Dynamos with us. Um, they're just they're, they're nice people. Who do a lot of good stuff. Now, whether you're a royalist or not, you've got to approve a job. And, and that job comes at a, a horrible price of no life. You know, they work six days a week, doing five, six, seven functions a day. Yeah. And so you're just going from place to place, place to place. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? Constantly. Yeah, the same conversation. Whether you agree with it. Yeah, whether you agree with the whole principle of it is, is irrelevant. These are human people who go and do this, not just for, you know, if they stop if, before Harry, basically there wasn't an out. You, you just had to, to do it, not just for a year, month or a year, but yeah. 50, 60, 70 odd years of doing the same thing every day. 
I, I've got all respect for for Philip for what he managed to achieve for all those years. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had the uh, radio on yesterday, and um, it's funny, isn't it? You can imagine they had they had had like red pill, blue pill. Like they've had for ages. They've had the what we're going to do on his birthday and what mm. we're going to do if he, if he dies. Like flipping, grab the file. Let's 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 roll it out. Like so well, yesterday, they got they grabbed the right file, eh? Yeah, imagine. <laughs> 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 Birthday, right? Oh shit! A mate of ours, a mate of ours. I diverge for a second. A mate of ours was in the navy, yeah, and they were in uh, some big NATO sea exercise, like war. War. I'm going to mention his name, Steve. If you're listening, good. good this is for you, Steve. <laughs> he was like, whatever, third chappy, second row down, radar doodah guy, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> eh. 11 a.m. Right, mission starts, yeah? And he presses the go button on his thing, but he presses the wrong one and reveals the his, like, ship, right? <laughs> instantly. Oh, they get, mate. Instantly they get knocked out of the game. <laughs> so he would have been like me at the train crash. He would have been like, I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a rowboat rowing slowly away. Yeah, a <laughs> yeah so yeah so that would have been happening all across media media companies yesterday they'd have been like right get yeah get the right file get the right file but they they said he he, uh interview with him when when uh he said uh you know i I forget if it was someone who was talking about him or it was an interview that someone had done with him about how many people he talks to every day how many words of encouragement, how many, how like, to be genuinely interested in something someone's saying. And then out of the thousand, you know, the, the one thousandth and one person, he, he, you know, he accidentally says slitty eyed something or other and, um, mm. and gets caned across the, the, the newspapers, not, not saying that's okay, but you know, it's, it's, it's always a shame how that, that like you, all the good stuff just is accepted as standard. Yeah. Thanks. For, thanks for that. And then yeah. you, you one clanger and, and it's, it, it's, it's and it's tough because that, that's the public facing side of things. But what it's worth us remembering, um, and it's appropriate for us to do. He, he was a dad, and he was a dad who yeah. was navigating this. This firstly in a world where, uh, as the dad, and at the time he became a dad, he wasn't the patriarch of the family because y- your wife's the queen; she's in charge of everything. And so, to live in a society where the men were supposed to be leaders, yet you're always one walking two steps behind, must have been so um, emasculating for him. Um, and I know he had loads of problems when he wanted to give his, the kids his name, and he, they couldn't do it and wouldn't do it. And so, having living in that world and those issues and navigating that is issue is, is a trouble. But yeah, they've gone from this uh, proper "God save the king, king and country" sort of mindset through to what we live in today, which is people openly just not giving a damn about that sort of stuff. And he's overseen that every bit as much as the queen has, and had to be there for his kids in a time when. You know, he's not had the easiest job with his kids. They've caused him a lot of problems. So just as a dad, you've got to respect what he's managed to manage to achieve. Yeah, totally. Well, and a granddad and a great granddad. And it's it is everyday stuff. Like take them out of the royal kind of spotlight. And mm. it's just everyday stuff. I mean, I forget the flipping getting chased through a tunnel and dying and, you know, that sort of side of it. But yeah, it, it's just... Someone gets married. They have a stinker. You know, they shouldn't have got married. They've had two kids. Then, then, then they're breaking up. And it's like, what, what do you do then? Like, okay, well, I'll try and mm-hmm. help you out. Help you help my son and his wife patch things up or, or help them navigate a, a, a breakup yeah. and kind of the, the upset that comes, that comes with that. They had something on, uh, on one of the, in one of the TV slots last night where, they were showing, I guess they're allowed to after a certain amount of time, showing letters that Diana had written to him and where he'd like, you know, help, like saying, oh, it's, 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 a, it's a bummer. Like your typical kind of dad, step, mm. not stepdad, father-in-law type stuff where you're saying, I, I, I don't know what to say. I wish I could do something here, but I don't know how to help, help this situation mm. out. So, um, yeah, and 73 years, 73 years married. I mean, that's insane. Oh yeah, I'm never going to be able to achieve that. So he's beat me. I know. Well, I think they're going to get some kind of life in heart, life, life, 
cryogenics kind of extending life type stuff. <laughs> by the time we're by the time we're seventy, you could be you'd be in robot arms and we'll have mobile phone chips in our brains. Oh, I, I I would absolutely do that tomorrow. If if it was safe, I would replace so many parts of me. It'd be so cool. I'd be I've got no. I'm really looking forward to getting jabbed so that I can start my G journey. Have you listened to the Elon Musk Joe Roden podcast, the first one, when he smoked a no, joint and it went no, no. oh, You got to listen to that. It, it is a great podcast uh, episode. Um, uh, lo- lots of Joe Rogan episodes are flipping great. This is why he's been paid. How much he been paid? Flipping fifty million dollars or something by Spotify. Some insane amount of money. Um, no idea. Lots. Uh, yeah, Joe. So Elon Musk is on the show. Yeah. And Joe Rogan, he regularly smokes a, a joint, depending on the on the guest, right? So they're chatting away, and Elon Musk is a dude, right? I'm, I'm sure he's going to end up taking over the world and turn out to be like a like a, like a super <laughs> maker, like he's Lex Luthor, basically. But he's they're talking about um, biohacking and kind of putting the internet mm-hmm. in our brain. So when you have a thought, you rather than you won't you won't know whether you're going off to Wikipedia to, to pull the thought or whether you're going into your own memory banks. You'll just be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, get, uh, tell me a joke." You'll be like, "Okay, easy. I've got loads here." Do you want one about you know? Do you want to knock knock one or a, or a, or a, my doctor said you know? Like, <laughs> um, so then so then Elon Musk says, "Well, who's to say that that isn't evolution? Like we're we're messing with human evolution." And so he says, "Who's to say that, that we didn't?" Mm-hmm. Kn- that someone, this scientist wasn't given that stuff as part of the evolution of man, that he was supposed to be here now to put it in. And, and that's how the internet and people connect up. So then Joe Rogan starts, starts, smokes this, uh, sparks up a joint. Yeah. And offers it to Elon Musk. Right? So Elon Musk has a couple of tokes. Then they have a conversation about smoking joints and stuff. And then Elon Musk's, but then in the background, you can hear this beep, 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 beep. So Elon Musk in his kind of funny voice, he's like, oh. <laughs> and Joe Rogan says, what's up? And he goes, I'm, I'm kind of guessing I shouldn't have done that. Because <laughs> the, the Tesla share price like dropped like flipping whatever <laughs> everything just went down 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 because there is the ceo yeah. of these global companies smoking a bifter on uh live on a on a podcast yeah he got in big trouble for that elon musk well, that is, is, that is a, yeah that, that is one of the the dangers of uh of being in that sort of position and and doing dangerous sort of things and that's something else you wanted to talk about today Oh yeah, totally. So I was working with a, a dad this week, right? Um, on one of the dad, one of the elements of, of, of the Hero Academy and Team Super Dad is, is about adventure and about doing dangerous things, right? And there is a difference between dangerous and stupid. As I had to shout at, at, at my <laughs> boy this week, um, my boy in my bedroom, I've got this, it's actually from the car. It's a, like a condensation kind of brick. Yeah. So you just put it there and instead oh, of right, the con- yeah, yeah. On the windows it goes into this brick thing and then you dry it in the air and I, yeah when i used to have a convertible that yeah i had a convert yeah. when i had a convertible i had to have that so that the you didn't get moisture on the roof which would rot the roof out that's exactly it right so when i got my new car i bought this thing indoors and i randomly just bunged it on the windowsill and then it's and the window stopped flipping condensate. I was like, oh that's great so i left it there so last 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 week there's two stories in one here basically so last week i can hear my daughter crying and my son going, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Right? Classic kids. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic kind of, oh my gosh, what's going on, right? So I come, up to, I come upstairs and he's, for some reason, been using it as like a, a, a pillow, like a pillow fight, right? Of course, it's split. Yeah. And inside it is this red, clayey, muddy, sand sort of thing, right? And <laughs> all over the bedroom. It's horrific. So I'm <laughs> saying, listen, I don't mind sneaky stuff. I don't mind dangerous stuff. I don't mind silly stuff. Just stupid stuff is is 
that stupid stuff is, is when you get hurt. Like stupid stuff is when, that's, that's like, what is the two things that could happen? Because there really is no variation on this is one, you're going to throw that thing and nothing's going to happen. Slim chance. The other is going to split and whatever's in there is going to go everywhere. So why you're saying it's not my fault, I have no idea. But around <laughs> we should do dangerous stuff. Um, when, one of the things I'm working with dads is I've got this, this wheel of life. You, you point score. It's around the Team Super Dad F5, focus, fitness, finance, family, and fun. And uh, a couple of them break down. So like the finance breaks down into managing your money and making more money. Uh, the fun bit breaks down into home and relaxation and friends and adventure so i'm chatting with with one of the dad clients this week dad coaching clients and i was like well when how's the adventure stuff going he's like oh i don't know i don't know what to i don't know what's an adventure what's what do what's 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 when was the last time you did something dangerous when did you really feel like adrenaline it's a good question actually really good question because you kind of forget you know that you've done dangerous stuff but that's all in the past and it just it just there's an exhilaration to it. And adrenaline is quite a healthy drug to pump into your body. And what normally happens nowadays is that we experience adrenaline for the wrong reasons. So if we're, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's a fight or flight mechanism. So if we're feeling confronted or fear, or there's some kind of anxious thing, but they're, they're bullshit things now. It's like having a deadline at work, mm. which is very different to facing down a saber toothed tiger when you're a, when you're a caveman. And so we, we, get these adrenaline surges for the wrong, the wrong reasons. But when you go and do something dangerous, like today riding, I've got this duathlon coming up in two weekends time. So I had to get out on the road bike. (laughs) I'm clipped into this thing and it's, it's, it's not comfortable as well as the seat being up my ass. uh, It's, it's like I'm edge. I'm on edge. And I don't, I don't, I don't think of myself as a nervy person. I'm clipped into this thing. There's, Cars coming past. I'm trying to work Is out. The gear. Kind of you, you flip out. Yeah, clipped in. You, you feel when you clip in, and, and so you got yeah, you got to twist it, haven't you, and push it up, and so on. And sometimes I, I have seen people who haven't been able to get their foot in time. And they just, and when they start, they just kind of topple sideways like some sort of tree in the forest. Twice last week. It's it's a it's a highly <laughs> moment. It's definitely 250 quid from you've been framed. It is. So, so thankfully I haven't done it at speed. Right. But, but, um, I got on the thing like this is the first, first time I've, I've ridden it. So I got on last week and I didn't do a system check. So the handlebars were unbeknown to me. The handlebars were loose. So I'm looking down, I clip one foot in, look down and get the other foot in and, and push off expecting the bike just to be ready to, to go. But the, the crossbar and the, and the front wheel were totally crossed. So now I can't do anything. I can't get out. And literally I just. <laughs> Like a like a like a <laughs> red, red, red and stimpy, I just crashed. But today I did 14 k on it, and my legs were burning. But it's, yeah, it's just it's it's I, I found it a bit scary. But that is that is good. I'd, I'd is like that to be the cars or what? Oh, is it because cars going past you? Or yeah, well, I've ridden my bike. The first triathlon I did was in two thousand and three, and ever since then I've ridden my bike. And it was a, it was a revelation when I lived in London because all of a sudden I had to ride yeah. to kind of work out. And I started seeing parts of London I didn't know. I wasn't having to get on the tube. I loved it. And ever since then I've been a, been a cyclist, really not a hardcore road cyclist, but I've just cycled. If the option was ride into town, or when I lived in Brighton, ride across to Brighton to go to, to go to a pub, I just ride the bike. And uh, so yeah, this road bike, but. I don't, it's not, it's, it's, it's like nervy. I think, I think I will get more comfortable. I don't know, but, um, but even, even, even I think more dangerous things are only dangerous when you don't know uh, what's going to happen and you do it, the more you know what's going to happen and it becomes less and less, less and less worrying. Yeah. Well, that's anyone listening. You've got to get out there and do some, some dangerous things. And it doesn't even have to be that, that, that complicated. We were, if you listen to the wrap up regularly, you'll know that a few weeks ago we did something on uh, playgrounds and how playgrounds these days are a bit shit because they've taken all the dangerous stuff away. <laughs> what fun is that? Come on. But last week we pulled up at my girlfriend's house. I do officially have a girlfriend now. Um, uh, and we're not going to mention her name because <laughs> that wouldn't be the right thing to do. But she is awesome. So thank you, universe, for putting her in front of me. 
so we're at a house. The kids are there. Kids. Oh, I'll tell you about the kids met her for the first time. And there's this mm-hmm. in the playground up the road from her. It's a giant rope based a frame climbing thing. So my kids in a second are up the top of this thing. I mean, it's, it's higher than a house. It's mm. easily, it'd be like sitting on the roof of a, a I mean, that's, that's pretty high. That is, yeah, that is pretty high. Yeah. There's definitely danger of, isn't there? Uh, totally. So they're going, daddy, daddy, come up. So I was like, yeah, cool. So will, no worries. So I'm climbing up this thing and it's windy. And I get to the top. And I was like, bloody hell. <laughs> I was, I was, I was consciously gripping, like seriously gripping onto this thing, <laughs> but just aware of my, my mortality and thinking, but also instantly going, oh, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually a bit scared up here. This is, this is a, and, and, and you, and so my encouragement around those kind of times is, is do it. And, but rather than run from the the feeling is just sort of pause for a second and be like, oh, okay, this is. This yeah, is, you've got to enjoy those, don't you get those drugs coming through your body very often. So it is about enjoy, like all the fear, but do it anyway. Yeah, totally. And it is, it is all around us. You, know, you can't just flip and drive like a nutter these days, but yeah, riding that bike fast, climbing that, that, that climbing frame fast. Um, when we can go and do things. Have you ever heard of seen that um, in Wales, up in, in Snowdonia, it's a, it's, it's an aerial runway, but you, you kind of, you'd like to bolt, you're like strapped into it like Superman. It's the longest rope what? death slide. Are you talking like, like a, a zip wire thing? Yeah, zip wire, that's it. It's, it's in Wales. Oh, yeah, I, I'd love to do that. I haven't done zip wires for ages. And uh, yeah, they're always that, that jumping off. I've got a few things on my list in terms of, uh, you know, bungee jumping, jumping out of planes, all that sort of stuff. Not okay, that I've got jumping. a thing about heights, but. Bungee jumping. Would you, does it count off of a crane or are you going to wait until you do it off a bridge? I'm does not an either or person. I'm an end man. Yeah, of course okay. it counts. You, you jump top of something with a rubber band on your legs. Okay. <laughs> what was it? Who, uh, Noel Edmonds killed that bloke, didn't he, in a car park? <laughs> Pushed him out. It was a Noel Edmonds. You know, we had to do the challenge. Bungee jumped him off a crane. Into I didn't know park. he killed someone. He did. I'm going to, I'm going to Google it. Um, okay. So when was the last time you did something dangerous, Glenn? Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's this thing. It's definitions are dangerous, isn't it? I, I told someone that I thought they looked fat in their clothes. And that's pretty dangerous, but it's all remote. So the danger's lessened. There's danger of, I stood up to a friend, um, I didn't like what, how they were acting. That's danger, but it's not dangerous to her life. That's danger to relationship. In terms of dangerous to her life, it's been quite some time. You know, I haven't really been getting out much over the past year, so it would have been at least the year before that. Probably more, uh, yeah, even maybe even before that as well. Oh, yeah, I guess that's it, isn't it? Get, uh, to some degree, getting out your comfort zone is, is or, or staying in your comfort zone is dangerous because your experience of life, just closes in it just gets smaller and smaller you mm. don't know yourself as bold wild dangerous um but i mean that being said i've I, like i was saying about it being in the past when i look back you know i've you know, i've i've done it not finished it but yeah i've been up through the himalayas to everest i uh, canoed um uh, along rivers and along the thames i've uh done i've done climbing like a proper free rock climate i've uh hiked in the wilderness i've i've been to volcanoes i've done dangerous i've scooped the sharks i've done dangerous stuff but it's not so i don't know it's just not something that i've done for a little while i don't think yeah well and that's and that's the thing to notice is if i mean that's I, i'm i love that i love to hear all those those things you've done um if to me, I do this again with, with, with the coaching clients. I'm like, define Glenn. Like, who is Glenn? And I get people to write down all those, like, I am brave. I'm adventurous. I do crazy things. Like, okay, great. So because then then you can say, well, are you still doing those things? Because when people say, oh, well, my life's a bit mm. shit. I want, I want to have more fun. I want like, my wife. Like, this wasn't what I planned. I thought it was going to be more fun than this. It's like, well, how, many, how, how much of what you used to love doing are you doing? Um. Okay, so mm. we can, we're going to learn some stupid... Well, I can't wait till we can all do face-to-face. I've teamed up with these people in Wales 
um i'll mention them because they're doing some cool stuff it was, it's not official yet but we just started talking um they're called uh, bearded man adventures uh, and they're in wales nice. and they're just a flex flipping squaddies who are uh, hooning around in wales kind of a lot of stag do's and stuff but also corporate weekends away they've got a video on this is how i came across them they've got a video on on uh, instagram and they've got a guy he's 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 tied up he's got the, the hood like the bag over his head and they're and they're they're telling mm-hmm. him he's about to do a bungee jump yeah but but he's actually just standing on a, on a, on the riverbank and i'm not don't mean like a raging river i mean it's mm-hmm. just a street right so they're like three two are you ready are you yes i'm ready yes i'm ready three two one. and they push him in the stream so he's expected to <laughs> fall 100 feet and he just splashed right in the in a, in a pond basically oh i love that i love that yeah uh, but they do i'm definitely stuff. gonna be doing some stuff Go on. yeah because my, my brother runs a which is kind of an adventure outreach company as well that my sister does in, in in australia but i can't really pop over there but yeah so um we we went up to to scotland and hiked through ben to ben nevis last year um but we can do more of that sort of thing but not just on the outdoor expedition side because that sounds absolutely amazing i'm also going to go if you, if you i mean this is more for for single people but anyone could take part go to hellosolo.com it's kind of a, an events thing for, for people and they bring together lots of different companies doing lots of single events and one of them is with my friend charlie i do know charlie she is a friend but the company yeah. is called my friend charlie and they do um axe throwing as a kind of a, a a bonding and a meeting thing so they just get people to throw axes at targets and it's pretty that sort of thing even though it's yes. in a controlled environment still a bit dangerous you know this stuff can ricochet all over the place totally well go you when again we can go and do stuff um, go and go to a shooting club and shoot clay pigeons. I don't mean like the stag dudes, which mm-hmm. has got a lay. Actually, go and feel a shotgun. No, they're not shotguns, are they? But they're and you're firing them at the clays, and, yeah. and, and yeah. that's a bloody good thing. By the way, just to clarify that point, uh, the Noel Edmonds Late Late Breakfast Show was cancelled by the BBC on the fifteenth of November, nineteen eighty-six, following the death of of Michael Lush who, whilst practising for a uh, stunt for the show, uh, plunged 120 feet to his death when the bungee rope came loose. Oh, yeah, that's not that's not good, no. That is why yeah, I've No, been, no, and Mr Blobby is going to make up for it. <laughs> Mr Blobby. Mr Blobby's there like, was that a joke? No, that's real. His face smashed <laughs> into the concrete. Dead, yes. So, uh... Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely planning to do more things this year and kind of obviously every is, but I already I'd already decided this um, a while ago. And I'm going to start going to more events and on my list of things that I want to go to, never, ever, ever been to. And it's not because I particularly like it, but sorry, it's noise in the background with some toy going off. Um, but one of the things that I want to go to, not because I, I'm really interested in it, but just to say that I've been is horse racing. Um, and it's kind of relevant at the moment because the Grand National's coming up and I don't care about horse racing at all but i quite like the idea of having a bet on the gg well it's a piss up basically that i've been to the races a couple of times and it's just it's i guess people who are fans and go regularly they do go to see their favorite trainer or their favorite jockey or stuff mm. but, but my general impression of horse racing is it's just a just a jolly just an outright jolly oh so now i can live with that as, like I say, I keep going back to Walthamstow, but um, I used to go Walthamstow dogs all the time. Oh, yes. Dog racing. Love it. You know, just like, a bunch of dogs whipping around in a oval. It's just so much short race. Uh, cut the quid on for, for betting on the totes and uh, then chicken in a basket and as much beer as you wanted. And it was just great fun for a night out. As long as that, yeah, I'm, I'm not into the, I'm not going to go and follow a horse or follow a dog or something like that. But as long as that's a side bit of entertainment, yeah, I want to go horse racing. So it's the Grand National today. Were, were you going to be doing a Osco family sweepstake kind of thing this afternoon for the Grand National? No, I, on telly and all that stuff. I, there, there's probably less that I could care, but I don't know what it is because um, it's just I've got no interest in it. it as a as a sport, as a spectacle. It's the event type thing that I'm interested in. It's not like the Formula One where I want to go to the event, but even remotely there's so much to enjoy about it and there's so much 
that you can add to it. And there's so many storylines and action and all this sort of stuff that F1 brings that horse racing isn't because horse racing is just a bunch of horses line up and then just like, and then someone on their backs, like it's them a bit and said faster, run a bit faster. And that's it. There's no skill. There's story. <laughs> no skill. Have you not been on one of those things at the arcade where there's like six horses lined up and you have to, the faster you, <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, but it's, it's exhausting. But that's it's, do that. Just do that. That's all they've got to do, these little jockeys. <laughs> these little chaps. These little chaps. Well, there's a good chance that a woman might win the uh, win the Grand National today. She, this this woman, she ran, she, I, I don't even know her name, but she, that's not, I'm not doing her good justice there. She's flipping, smashing it. She's famous. Uh, she's got a good ride in the Grand National today. There's a good chance she's going to win it. Uh, women, woman, Grand National. What's her name? A national rider. I think her, her name up here. Uh, I, I think I know of. Uh, there's someone. Is it Frankie Dettori? Uh, there was a Lester Piggott. Lester Piggott. Um, they're <laughs> the only jockeys I've ever yeah. ever heard of. I, I, no, I just I don't know. It's it's not it's not a sport for me. Well, I tell you, a bit like going to the football, like taking someone to the football who doesn't like football, and you know, as long as it's not a nil-nil flipping bore fest, mm. it, you, it's, or going to a concert, going to a rock concert that I'm not really into heavy metal. Could I enjoy a heavy metal concert? Probably. Just the sheer noise, the mosh, the sweat, the flipping, you know, just the, I think the adrenaline of it. When you're, yeah, track, yeah. when you're trackside and 15 horses thunder past you and the, the ground shaking and the noise and the, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure any horse racing fan would challenge you not to be, not to be kind of captured by, by, by. Yeah. That. I think, I've, I think I'll enjoy the event itself. I'll probably never watch it on telly. Yeah. Okay. So this lady, right. She's called Rachel, Rachel Blacktree. Where? Oh no. Hang on. Oh, Briny! Oh, this is I'm ballsing this up. Here we go. On the front page of Google. Now I'm on the article. You can't bloody find the, the thing, but on Google it said, "Oh, I don't know." There's a woman. Let me get this. Rachel's on a she's a really good jockey, winning loads of races, and they've put her on right. a fast horse, so she's probably going to win. I mean, uh, I can I can probably I don't even like it, and I could probably write a thousand words on that, couldn't I? Yeah, but you, that's like saying Lewis Hamilton wins because he's in the fastest car. Oh, no, 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 no. See, now there's so much more to it than that. Yeah, ah, there you uh, go. I, I'll go head to head with, head to head with a horse racing fan any day of week in terms of what's more complicated, what's more, what's a better sport. And well, yes, yeah, Formula One is a sport. I would stay on that hill. Rachel Blackmore. It is Rachel Blackmore. She's got a good chance of winning the Grand National today. So I think that'd be quite a laugh, quite, quite a good. Well, she actually, you know what? She's a really cool woman. Mm-hmm. She, is, she has been, I saw her on, on TV and she goes, can you stop talking about me as the first woman this and the first woman that? I'm a jockey. Forget mm. all the other stuff. She's, I, yeah, I, 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 I absolutely love that. Yeah. Talk, talking, uh, talking about really cool women. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, you've made a bit of progress with the pretty cool oh, women yeah, in your life. Do you want an update? Okay. It was so, so good. If you've been listening right till the end of the podcast, you get to enjoy the update on my, on my love life. Um, and uh, yeah, we are definitely in officially in the G word now, um, which is cool. This is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the feeling now rather than it being like an, un, like a weird kind of, flipping, I don't know. <laughs> wearing a, a hat if you never wear a hat before like i'm like okay i'm actually <laughs> looking forward to seeing her i'm texting her good night or i'm you know kind of stuff like that so she met the kids for the week for the first time last last week and i and i shared on the on <laughs> last week's wrap-up or two weeks ago the story of when my dad randomly introduced us to one of uh, uh to, <laughs> to a random woman in the burger yeah. bar so i was conscious for it not to be like that plus i've not had any kind of girlfriend for five and a half years so it's the first time they've experienced me having a girlfriend let alone meet meeting her uh and it and it mm-hmm. went really cool it was just natural we had dinner we played pictionary um 
and there was some concern about should she stay should she not stay but I was like do you know what I'm not I'm not just got some bird round for a shag and the kids are going to meet her in the morning as she leaves like it's not mm-hmm. it's not like that. so so when when is it going to be what do you do do you like like my dad's story oh we'll go to a burger bar and I'll introduce you and then she'll go and like or actually just make it normal we're having dinner we're playing mm-hmm. a game watching tv we're waking up we're having breakfast it's like it I just wanted it to be normal and uh and it really was normal and I just, to be honest that's what I've done with my kids all the way through our separation break up being a being a dad do it doing stuff just as much as possible in fact there's a report one of the reports i used in my uh referenced in my in in the in the court hearing court case thing is you have to read <laughs> i love these reports like 19 pages duh, 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 and it says and in conclusion we found that the best possible thing for children in a separated family situation is that they can have as close to a normal experience as possible and uh, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what it was and uh, and both of them said my little uh, hilariously my little girl uh, grilled joe uh, oh shit <laughs> That's not her name, obviously. Oh, we're going to have to bleep. <laughs> well, in any case, that's going to get bleeped, the, the podcast extra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um... <laughs> look, I've gone red. I never go red. That's shocking. Um, so, so, uh, so uh, when, 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 they, when they met Rachel. Um... Yeah, yeah, Rachel, yeah. Uh, my daughter said, my daughter grilled her and lo- asked a load of questions, which is, which is brilliant. And my little boy said, Daddy, it was awesome. We had a lovely time and it was awesome seeing you happy. So that was just brilliant. Yeah, that's that's such a nice feeling. That's um yeah, I've told I think I've told you about the the list of requirements my kids have got for someone that I'm ending, ending yes, up going to meet. Brilliant, um, yeah. But but the last the last one of that was um someone to make daddy happy. So if if they're seeing you happy with her, that shines through. That's not something you can fake. And that's going to make them feel happy and secure as well and and, and start them seeing her as a, a positive rather than a threat. Yeah. And that applies to people in, still in a relationship, you know. It's, it's, when a relationship's going wrong, you just got to boil it back down to basics. Like, are we happy? Are we having fun? Are the kids, are we, are the kids experiencing us being happy? And if, and if not, let's, let's, let's fix that. Mm-hmm. Let's, or let's break up. Like, let's not be broken and miserable and angry and frustrated and resentful in a relationship and our kids live like that let's 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 fix it because we're two human beings that we can or let's break up and and keep it positive um there was a woman in 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 one of the single dad groups i'm actually moving out of a lot of the single dad groups uh at the moment um not because i don't care about it anymore but my facebook is all i see on facebook and uh and it was curious because I just in 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 um, doing some work around the Hero Academy and the and the April intake and the May the May launch, um, I've just been going into some different types of dad groups and fitness groups and and, and connecting with different types of men and, and inviting them mm-hmm. into to join the Hero Academy. Um, all of a sudden, my Facebook page has changed, and there's way more happy positive stuff so uh, yeah we all have to be conscious of that is is yeah you're totally right yeah i I, obviously being a a single dad and and a man who's uh looking looking for love at at some stage um i i did join a lot of single dad groups and i had to leave almost all of them because they weren't single dads who were sharing the positives about being a single dad advice support guidance friendship they were groups of angry men who were blaming women for everything. Um, and it became really, really tiring and exhausting to be part of these groups where there was no positivity. It was always negativity, often around women, but usually about life in general. Um, yeah. And it just wasn't any bringing any joy to my life at all. So yeah. parenting groups are great, but single dads groups that I've been part of um, in the past, have, have invariably ended up just being places to rant and be quite angry about the situation and uh, not wanting to do something to improve it. And that's, that's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, um, 
and on, on a positive note in a lot of these groups there is a there's like a changing kind of tone um and mm. uh and 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 people who of a mindset like you and i have to have to do our part to 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 change that tone or to change the narrative and, and have people see a, a slightly better way of being uh decent mm. to our exes and 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 building a better future for ourselves but the uh the the yeah my facebook stream has has changed almost and it's not almost overnight but within mm. a week the content and is uh is is a lot more I guess just positive, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, have, you, have you watched yeah. Social Dilemma on Netflix? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, watch it. Nope. In fact, if you obviously not just Glenn, everyone watch it. Uh, Social Dilemma. It talks about how the algorithms work and how, like, we're getting this warped perception of the world presented to us because mm. we're only seeing, we're like we're living in a vacuum, basically, and it's and it's all controlled by AI. And but it's 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 an interesting especially for parents, it's, it's interesting to know this. So when you're talking to your kids about social media, you can have a really informed perspective. And, and if you're age appropriate, try and watch it with your kids. I, I, I tell you, um, TikTok has really helped me to cement that mindset of algorithms and control my kids because they can see the difference in my TikTok feed with someone else's TikTok feed or how yeah. if... Um, uh, one of my one of my daughters uh, just spent a day or two just on the iPad, which has got my account, using it and tapping on things she liked. And then I was able to show her how that had changed the videos that were coming through, and yeah. how I re- all it does is reinforce it. It adds TikTok's actually probably the best AI, um, the best algorithm out there at the moment because it does add new things uh, and test those those boundaries regularly. But so many of them are just self reinforcing and um, funneling into a certain way, whatever that end endpoint is being. So um, using that to demonstrate that was really, really interesting. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a pro it's a, it's a challenge now and it's going to increasingly become a challenge as the kids get older. So uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's even without that, just to, to type it. Yeah. Go on. So I was, I was just going to say even without that, just to, to tie it back. Cause I know we're um, coming up to the end of a, end of our hour. Um, it all sounds like you and, Error have got a real thing going on. Uh, yeah, we had a conversation, or we're having a conversation, just about what we do want and values um, as well, because there's no point discovering that, uh, <laughs> as I've previously experienced, discovering you have different values after you're married. Um, mm. um, yeah, she's she's and Natalie, and you both feel like you're on the same page then. Yeah. Me and Catherine are absolutely rocking it, and um, and just just in, just happy, just like enjoying it. She's she's like, this is this is. It feels we. It feels like lucky. It feels like how the hell did this happen? Kind of how did we? Um, uh, which I guess it's a, when you've had a less than positive marriage, or if someone's in a long term relationship, it's easy to presume that oh, they're all. It's always going to be like that. Oh, it's never gonna never gonna work out. Um, but uh no i think yeah. I, I, th- I think i think you're right is it is luck but luck is simply preparation meeting opportunity and you've spent five years preparing yourself to be in a position to respond to this opportunity when it's arisen and you've, yeah. you've taken that chance so yeah luck is with you yeah yeah totally what a beautiful way to end today's wrap up there, Glenn. Luck is with you. The, the, you know, you create your luck. Uh, everybody needs to realize it's tapping into the law of attraction and all that sort of thing. But let alone that, just how our brain works. We, we note the things you think about, you notice more of. Um, so yeah, don't, uh, don't be, don't be fixated on what you see on Facebook. Um, and don't go around saying there's no decent women out there. Cause of course there are decent women out there. Yeah, they say the same about men, and we exist, so um, therefore we know that that's a fallacy. <laughs> if you've been watching, thank you. If you've been listening, thank you. Please like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, always keen to push the numbers up. Glenn and I do actually just quite enjoy doing this, but uh, uh, at some point we're going to say something so scandalous or ridiculous that we will end up being the next uh, viral smash for 10 minutes somewhere uh, <laughs> on the internet. And... Uh, and then, then I'll just hear this this beep, 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 beep noise background where I know that I've done something wrong and the share price of my company is diving. <laughs> yeah. 
and you see the you see the woman from 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 the the your company that was checking out both your profiles you just get an email come and see uh, tina please <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm gonna go and uh spend the spend a week off now with my kids uh and try and do a few bits and pieces and i was gonna be doing some time in the garden but it's a bit grotty and and rubbish out there now so uh yeah i might put that off until we've got a day of sunshine yeah yeah good good to see you glenn uh team superdad friends family members all around the world we'll see you next week on the wrap-up bye this has been team superdad find us at teamsuperdad.com join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children you are not alone you're on team superdad